the the Living in Limbo podcast. We are your hosts, Fanola and Dunbi. We're so excited to welcome you guys to our podcast. Yeah, we're going to be talking about being in our 20s. 20s tales and trials. Bro, are we ready? Are we ready? Fibi's going to tell us a little bit more about what's special about our podcast. Yeah, so we decided to start this podcast to discuss what it's like being in the murky waters that's your 20s. Because it feels like everything about your 20s is transitional. Hence why we're living in limbo. Yeah, you leave uni in your early 20s, 21, 22 if you're lucky, I guess. And trying to navigate life from there and it's just like ugh, what the hell am i doing if you get the grad job it's like oh yeah you get your grad job you're like oh okay this is cool and it's just like oh no i think i'm crushing and then you've got those who didn't get the grad job and they're like what the fuck am i doing with my life and it's just like you know but we're steamrolling it you know figuring it out picking up hubbies habits navigating mental health our families our relationships relationships that self discovering ourselves as well um so living in limbo is going to be a platform where we just discuss our experiences of being in our 20s bringing you guys along our journey giving you guys helpful tips and resources that we've used um and yeah this is our story and we hope you come along and tell us yours too great we're also going to be letting you guys know our perspective from uh, a lens of moving countries um both Fumbi and i went to boarding school in nigeria before moving um to the uk where we've been since so we're going to discuss our experiences kind of moving countries now being a part of the diaspora and the challenges and yes everything that comes with that so i hope you enjoy and without further ado we're going to get Get right into it we're so excited like this is something for me and i have wanted to do at least two years i, I think two years in the making sure two years. yeah in the making like oh my god so thank god we're here now it's our first episode so yeah just so grateful for that yeah but i think before we go into you know how we are and how our weeks are going who are we we know oh, yeah. so now y'all know what the podcast is about but who are we hi guys so you've heard my voice for a couple of minutes now I am Fenby. <laughs> I am in my mid-twenties. And I like to think I am a very quirky, quirky person. Quirkiness has been a theme for me this year. I'm leaning to my quirks. But jokes aside, I am Fenby. I'm in my mid-twenties. And I'm navigating what, you know, I want out of life at the moment. I enjoy tennis. Tennis has become my crutch in the last 18 months. I really, really love it. I feel like I am about to become the next Serena screw that the next fun be on the court <laughs> okay yes girl like um yeah and what else yeah i really enjoy tennis i love theater i love a good meal i love a good meal that's me going out to eat a good meal or me making myself a good old meal i love wine and whiskey is becoming a very very oh. big thing in my life too i promise i'm not an alcoholic i swear i just yeah. i'm a connoisseur of good things and I like having yeah, good guys. things in my life. I, I can promise you she's not. <laughs> Don't be worried. What else? I guess you get to know more about me as the podcast runs. Yeah. Vanilla, who are we? Who are you? I feel like I'm going to struggle a bit more than Fumbi. Like, I feel like you've just wrapped that up so well. Like, letting him know about you as a person without, like talking about work or school i feel like right now it's so difficult to like define yourself outside of that even like when you go out and you meet people it's like the first question is like, even if you don't want to talk about work it's like oh what do you do what but do you it's do? like 
we need to free ourselves of kind of defining our lives by that because you know there's so much more that goes on with us as people well if i was kind of to describe myself someone i didn't know i would say first of all i'm someone who loves all things art and beauty um i'm a hairstylist i think a lot (laughs) Um, I'm very curious about the world and people and human history, philosophies, ideas. I literally, I'm always thinking about something. My mind does not stop. I actually feel like I have ADHD just undiagnosed, but yeah. (laughs) Literally, no, because like everyone I've spoken to that's got like an ADHD diagnosis, I'm like, I tick all of these boxes. I literally do. And I also cannot pay attention for shit. So there's that. But um, yeah, I guess aside from that, I also really love astrology. Obviously, all things are and beauty. I am ruled by Venus. I love astrology as being curious about the world and the unseen and spirituality. It's quite natural that I'm interested in these things. So yeah, as Fumbi said, you learn a lot more about this as you go through the pod. But yeah. Now we're gonna get started with our first episode. And yeah. I'm gonna ask you how your week has been so far. Oh golly, how has my week been so far? My week so far has been it's been good, it's been okay. I've been battling with what's that word? When you're jet lag, that's the word. I've been yeah. struggling with jet lag and also like having to wake up early enough to tune into work in London time. Cause I am in the US at the moment, so <laughs> a different world but i like it i i i like it i the more i've spent the last what 72 hours i've been here i've just thought golly the dysfunctionality of american capitalism but we move (laughs) (laughs) it's actually insane oh my god like what the hell this is getting too crazy like this happens to me so much i just had a conversation with someone today about this and it, we, we didn't even really expect to talk about like countries and all this kind of stuff but yeah. we were talking about like work and salaries and you know is it a good time to move out of the UK and she essentially said that like although they earn more in America like hun, that is the most capitalist like they don't have as much like workers rights like you're in the UK you still feel like you know the care for you as a human being matters not as much in america essentially so it's so crazy that you would say that right now because i was like what the hell like what are the chances that that's gonna come up two times in one day but i know i know no it's it's truly insane i think i was i got to the airport in new york and i was getting something i was just like huh i was just like huh you know like it's crazy but you know when you do the conversion to pounds it's like okay but you're still like Come on now. Chelsea, come yeah. on. Why is a bottle of water for $4.29? For water? Bro. Excuse me, what? I was like, Excuse fair me enough. In America, what do you think? Do you think the inflation is worse over there? To some extent, yes. But over the last couple of weeks, they've cut their inflation down by half. But it doesn't mean like the market has matched up to that I cutting. Cut, cut, cut. Yeah, yeah okay. it hasn't. Yeah, it hasn't caught on. So hopefully the markets will ca- catch on soon. Yeah. You know, we'll see how that goes. But yeah. beyond that, it's fine. When I was flying, all I could think about was like, maybe I should be an air hostess. What does it mean? Maybe I should go and look for a job being an air hostess, traveling from one spot of the country to the other. I hear it's exhausting, but why yeah. not? Fair enough. Why not? I feel like this is the best time to really like explore, especially now that like 
you don't have as much like responsibilities weighing you down or mean that you have to consider so much before you you try new things or are in transit a lot so for sure like if you're interested i would for sure look into it like i think the stressful part is obviously always kind of flying but yeah hey if if that's fun and it's it means you get to be in a lot of um new places even if it's just for a short while like why not you know I think so. I yeah. think so too. It might be worth trying. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. But yeah, how's your week been? Today's Wednesday. I'm literally just trying to get back into the concept of time. <laughs> because of time, I went to Morocco and unlike you, um, there isn't a time difference. So I'm not jet lagged, mm. but I went with my mom. And you know how it is when you're an adult and then you're around your parents. Like, I'm just grateful you're here. So I don't have to use my own brain. Like,. <laughs> literally people ask you questions i'm like oh what did that happen like i don't know because like <laughs> i was just there i literally thought about it day one day two day three. i don't even know like what so i'm trying to think yeah but i'm good i've just got back from marrakesh it was amazing um it was really nice to be in africa it was average of 35 40 degrees yeah. so yeah i'm very grateful for that and i'm happy to be you know to have visited a, a brand new country as well so yeah i'm oh, feeling yay. good i'm feeling good um yeah i'm feeling good i feel like i've been a little bit up and down but you know who isn't who isn't for real <laughs> who isn't for real yeah today um going back up from that topic of being a bit up and down Fimbi and i are actually going to discuss mental health and you know how this has literally come up in this transitional phase in our lives and how we're navigating that what does mental health mean to us like you know how has the definition of that actually changed over time again moving countries like if you're nigerian you already know we don't need to explain too much (laughs) but for the sake of those who aren't nigerian like mental health growing up was not really a thing no it wasn't when was the first time you even heard that phrase it I think when country, I was in uni sure. yes like yeah. when I got to university like 19 years old like, mental health like mm. listen in Nigeria it's already like a, um, a third world country so everyone is struggling and striving even if you're like in the top 10% 5% 1% you are still actively working you're looking for your income you're looking for your money there's not you know that many people that are just like idle you don't really have the luxury of being like that so it's a very like work hard environment and in a country like that feeling good takes the seat, unfortunately um but i would say definitely since moving like aside from learning about it the importance of taking care of your mental health i would say for sure has come to the forefront a lot more as well especially again being in your 20s like the challenges that come with that work changing dynamic from being a student to being thrust into the real world figuring out what matters to you what doesn't navigating all of this kind of stuff yeah like you start to realize that you need to take care of yourself first because you're the your life is like it's yours you know i'm here other people are going to experience me but my own life experience is literally mine so i need to make sure that i'm good so that i can feel good and i can be a good person to others and i can show up 
in the world in a way that like I'm I'm happy I'm proud about so yeah yeah that's a very valid point I think for me when I think about my mental health I need to be mentally sound and okay enough to like function in the world around me I think to show up as well I now have this lingo that I use whenever I'm in a dark space. I'm like, I'm in the sunken place. You know, <laughs> I'm my mind is going to the sunken place. And it's like, and if I land myself in the sunken place, it's like a week. Well, most recently has been a week of me being in the sunken place and just feeling yeah. a lot of self-pity, a lot of yeah. anxiety, anger, confusion. confusion. <laughs> confusion literally like what is going on i feel like that like since, since i graduated that's how i felt since 2020 that's how, like that's my motto like what's going on what's actually happening like i feel like even like being like going to school having like a set pattern being able to measure your success with numbers and grades yeah. and just changing that completely like we actually don't realize like until you really stop to think about it how big of a change that is and like we should cut ourselves more slack like we're actually doing so well because it's such a difficult transition to try and like figure out yourself without those yardsticks like those measures that you used to use before like there's nothing like first and second and third like what is time like when it's too early to do something when it's too late when is the time you just, like there's just so many things to think about so it's like there is there is no I can't even like there's so much you're going to think about you're thinking about your career you're thinking about ah, you've never learned about taxes before so you're like wondering how to do your taxes even now I still don't understand taxes because to some extent I don't think I do I pay tax at the moment I'm not sure if I actually pay tax or if it just goes out of my paycheck or something I don't know <laughs> um uh, no tax avoid dance I've used tax evasion I always mix the two of them together there's one that's legal and one that's legal and I always think it's the one that's illegal that's legal and the other way around but other way around tax evasion I think is the one that's illegal Illegal, tax avoidance is the one that's like Legal. It's legal. Okay. It's fine. Right. You can avoid certain taxes. Please, HMRC, don't come for me. I don't. I don't <laughs> really know. I don't really know. Guys, Fubi is a law-abiding citizen. She pays her taxes. She she does. <laughs> Trust us. Imagine oh my me God. in my green passport. Imagine me not pay taxes in this UK before they Done. come and deport me. Fubi, oh my God. Just say that I finished. I'm literally done. <laughs> But yeah. yeah, what would you say, how would you say that you define mental health? Like, what does that phrase actually mean to you? I think when I think of mental health, I think of mental, emotional, physiological well-being. Yeah. Um, yeah. Your mind, body and soul, all three connected. Um, yeah. That has a huge impact. So for me, when I think of mental health, that's what I think about. I think about is my mind sound? Is it healthy am i thinking good thoughts or do i even have good mechanisms or structures to ensure how to deal with my myself when i'm thinking thoughts that aren't particularly realistic or thoughts that are more like what they call intrusive thoughts over what is real and what is factual um yeah so things like that put having those in place with my body it's then like okay what is it can i do physically that would help me release good endorphins towards my brain yeah. or 
all of the other things. So hence why tennis, because I don't like the gym. So tennis has been very helpful for me. I found, especially when I was in the sunken place a few weeks ago, I that Saturday I went to play tennis and I was just like, I came out of tennis and I was a happy bunny. And the entire week I had been like a mug. And so it was just like, oh, if I push my body out, activate my body physically, it has a huge impact on how I feel mentally, like my mind and my soul in that way. It takes myself out of the, out of the funk of being in, in word. And then with my soul, I think it's just feeding, feeding my soul, content that's good be it through prayer reading or listening to a podcast or music that makes me happy um yeah things like that i think are what i put in have together when i think of like my mental health it's mostly about the whole full-on well-being of mind body soul in that sense and having good structures in place how about you i completely agree with literally everything that you've said like i think one thing for sure is that the physical activation is just a stimulant you need sometimes it's really like funny because it's like i don't have the energy or you feel like i don't have the energy to go out or to do some things but sometimes you just need to like give yourself a little push even if it's something as like just taking a walk or going downstairs to get some ice cream when the van pulls up like just little things it's just like this just helps you be in a different space like it allows your mind to go to a different like place i feel like especially when you're in the same place a lot for some reason mm-hmm. i don't know if that affects everyone as much as it does me but like it can start to feel like things just start to feel a bit like samey and sometimes that can make you feel a bit stuck weirdly i live on my own and luckily my family is not too far away from me so sometimes like just leaving my own flat to come and be with my family is just like it can really reset you know if i'm in a really like negative space um Hmm. yeah but if i were to define like mental health i would put it really plainly as just like taking care of my mind and Hmm. for me that doesn't always mean that I expect myself to be happy or like joyous all the time yeah literally just like what you said having the tools to actually pull yourself out of you know more negative or you know unhealthy space um i think it means trying to be realistic um holding space for yourself and doing things that ensure that your way your way should be when I say that I mean yes you have to do like difficult things like you you struggle with things say like a job or like being in uni like those are trying times but it's like making sure that I'm not putting myself in harm's way I think before when I would think about like harmful situation it would be like physically like being robbed or like (laughs) falling down and hurting yourself but it's like you can also do that with your mind it could mean that like good things happen for you but you only pay attention to the negative ones it could mean Mm. that you know a bad thing happens and then your worry kind of like magnifies it times five of what it really is so yeah sometimes just coming out of your situation to think about like the big picture taking care of your mind think taking Mm. care of your thoughts making sure that you're thinking healthy true thoughts and not like exaggerating things i keep on saying exaggerating because i feel like that's something i do a lot like one bad thing will happen and it's like i've already i'm on the pen like 
And now it happens because, like, to already, me too. Like, I've, I've already reached the end of the road of all the bad scenarios that can happen and before yeah. you know it I'm crying I'm downcast and it's like bro like this is only the beginning but I feel like again being in the know moving from that space of knowing that I'm in year 10 now next year I'm going to be in year 11 and there's a set linear path you're going to go down so then moving away from that having ideas of things that you want to happen some pan out some don't yeah and then you're just in this space of constantly moving on faith not really knowing what's going on you know something is good for you today but it's not that great tomorrow like exactly just a very like confusing space to be in and that has definitely like amplified the importance of just taking care of yourself as as best as you can i don't expect myself to perform at 100 percent. i'm not looking to give myself a's all the time anymore like you know if i'm not feeling so great today then i'm not going to be that happy today and, and that's okay but again i'm not going to let myself sink into just like being really sad or more sad than i really need to be need to be you know pulling yourself out of those spaces essentially yeah is what is what i'd say no, and I think that's very helpful. I think that's very, very helpful. For me, what's, help, what's helped me a lot to find the tools that I need has been therapy. So I'm not currently in therapy or counseling at the moment. Yeah. Um, but I was for the bulk of 2021 and 2022, if my memory serves me right. So I did like a few, 2021, I think I did therapy for about six months. And then 2022, I did it for eight weeks. And in 2021, I was still in uni then. So I was, this was during my master's, I believe. Yeah. And I was in therapy during my master's because they, they wanted to kill me. <laughs> School actually tried to kill all of us. I feel like uni was, like nobody could have prepared you for that. You remember that thing people used to say, oh, A-levels is harder than uni. Who the fuck said that? Like, girl. I, I don't know what for the folks in the back. For the people in the fucking back. Like, What? uni was just i don't even like now it's just a fever dream literally like let's just leave that where it is i don't even know how i managed to come out of that successfully like i couldn't tell you i literally couldn't like no that was just an interesting time and i think that the extra challenge that you have at uni is that like if you're not around your friends or people that you're quite like familiar with like for both of us we were in secondary school so it felt like we always had that community you know people mm-hmm. you could always meet like if you were confused about something rest assured there's someone else around you that's like confused and although it's like my personal grade i felt so much more of like a community yeah you know we're helping and uplifting each other whereas at uni it's just like am i gonna get a two one am i gonna get a first is this gonna help me get a job does this mean I'm never going to be successful if I can't get yeah. to one, if I can't oh. get that merit, if I can't get that distinction? Like, is this the end of the road? <laughs> Generally, end of the road. always reminds me about my third year. Like, I had the worst trying time in uni. I studied mathematics. Yes, guys, you heard me right. <laughs> don't even ask me. Like, don't even ask me why I decided to do that. Or, you know, like... That was what this read led me to. And so that was what I did. And Mm. in my third year, I think at the end of my second year, I was like, my grade was not the best. It was not where I wanted it to be. Like, my average wasn't that good. And I was just like, finished. 
be and this again seeing the end before you're even there i still had one more year to go right yeah and third year my third year percentage wasn't even that bad to where like other people had like 40 uh, your third year 70 percent like mine wasn't even mine was like mine was like 50 or 45 but i just felt Hmm. like i had so many other chances that i could have done better and yeah so if i couldn't have done better at those then why does it mean that the next year is gonna be better and again this is where the positive reframing comes into balance i think being someone who's i really like realistic i need to see the facts i need to see the figures i need yeah number a b and c like yo sometimes you just you need to think not wishfully because it's not like oh don't worry about it deji is gonna be fine i'm gonna get the full 45 percent don't worry about it but it's like okay i haven't done so great that doesn't make me happy with myself yeah that means that i am questioning my confidence going into this third year but i do still have the chance you know i'm a smart person i got enrolled onto this course they didn't put me here by mistake you know Mm -hmm. they literally would not have accepted me if they didn't think that this was something that i could do they're not gonna put their university stamp on that you know so it's like I still have things going for me even though things don't feel so great right now so that's just one example of the ways that you can like try and reframe things but yeah that was definitely like a really trying period and I know many people can honestly relate to that like again being Nigerian your parents put so much emphasis it felt like all the secondary school or the primary school or the exam or the WIAC or the IGCSE like this this is what it was for (laughs) we better make something shake at this point like because it's like what is going um, on like if you can't do that then might as well pack your bags and just be going home like that was literally what i felt like (laughs) but that wasn't even the end of the road because i still even hear stories about like adults who i know have accomplished so many great things these people have tutus they have third classes and i know Mm. that nobody wants to come out of uni with a tutu nobody's going into uni hoping that oh i hope i come out with a third class no but like having faith that there's something on the opposite side of the road again pushing yourself giving yourself that extra oomph sometimes is the urgency to make the changes yeah that's needed yeah and i think one thing i would say is even remembering in that time you did give yourself structure as well like you put systems in place to ensure that you would amp up your grades if possible yeah you know and that also helped I literally trust you. Bro, once I collected that degree, that's it. I don't want to think about it again. Like, don't even ask me another question. It's okay now. Like, thank you. Yeah. We've got to the end and let's just pack it there. <laughs> no, I, I completely get you. No, because it, it can be difficult. It can be difficult. But like, once you get to that point where you you see the reality of things, but then you then speak life over it and look at the opportunity yeah. that's in front of you, you then have the urgency to take it with everything yeah. within you to make the most out yeah. of it. That's what yeah. I was referencing. Because I remember yeah. that during during my masters, it was it was really trying. I think this was before this was the end. What happened was this was the end of the Easter term, so just before he broke off for the Easter break, and I had gotten a really bad reports back, and I was just like, I saw that email, and the only thing I could see was just tears. I was like tears, <gasps> tears, tears. I was just crying. <laughs> crying on my way back home from like the library where I was studying prepping for like my um essay that I had to write I had like six 
different essays and assignments to finish over the Easter break. And that was just like, what the hell? What am I going to do to mitigate this? I felt like I was a failure. I felt like I was a fraud. I was just like, oh my God, I'm failing my master's. Like a full on master's. So one thing, a master's degree is so different from undergrad because there's even more responsibility on you because they're thinking you should be able to think more independently. If you want to aspire to an academic career, you know, it's one of the things you would want to have in place. And all I just kept on thinking, because at the time I was like, mm, I fancied myself to becoming a professor at some point in my life. Ooh. And I was like, what's this going to mean for my academic credibility? What is this going to mean for me professionally as a credible person? Yeah. You know, um, just because I was just like, what am I going to, how am I going to move on from here? You know, and um, it was definitely trying, I think for close to six weeks, I was crying myself to sleep. My family didn't know what was going on with me. Um, I was living with, I still live with my family friends. And so my aunt was like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. But um, she could tell that there was everything wrong with me. So that's when I yeah. had to end up getting into counseling to start like navigating all these feelings. Because literally, I started to feel numb. I had so much work to do, so many assessments to get through. But I just kept on thinking about how much I have failed so far and what, you know, what was the point of even going on? I didn't have any, I didn't have any Ah. energy and it was just like, I need to complete this. I don't have time to even apply for like what extensions because I have to work on my dissertation. I hadn't even finalized on my dissertation topic or all of that. And I was just like, I have so much to do. But in that moment, it was like, this cannot be my life. No, it's all I could think about. Like, this could not be my life. Yeah. This is not my reality. It felt like a very out-of-body experience. Experience. Um, for me. And I remember going to counseling. And my counselor was like, right, you are someone who you have spent your entire life aspiring to achievement. And this is Aye. where it has gotten you. Because now you've Literally. gotten your first sense of failure and you just think that now your entire life is going to be a failure but no there's an opportunity to turn this around you've got all these assessments coming up you can do it you come across as a very smart girl this is what we need you to start doing so she was like right now you're very self-critical and you're what she told me to name my critical mind or my critical voice so i named her shirley so it's like you need to take out shrieky shirley so i was just like i'm gonna take out my shrieking shirley and put her onto like the side and i talk to her whenever she's being hypercritical of me yeah because that's you know that's me speaking very very harshly to myself and so that was one of the tools that she gave me and then she then said to me about like there's so much more to you than your achievements yes your masters is great you're at this fantastic university all of the fun stuff, but there's more to you than here. You know, there's so much you're doing beyond this. So let's get you back into center. Like this is your life. Your life isn't over. You have so much power and control over what happens next. Get through the rest of the couple of, you know, weeks you have, write those essays, record the podcast you need to submit, all of that stuff and get yourself through if possible. You know, just little steps like that um yeah and i found it was difficult i can't lie it was so difficult to deal i was just like yeah this is very helpful but like i'm really really struggling 
I don't know yeah. how. But gradually, you know, gradually I was taking in the prompts that she gave me. I will take little steps literally day by day. Early, literally, one step at a time. At a time. Like, once oh. I, I had to apply for extensions. I applied for the extensions that I needed to get through. So I wrote like all my essays and they were all really good. I was just looking. They came, all the grades were coming back. And I was like, wait, I did this? Among my mind was a very different... Um, <laughs> I was in a different space of mind, you know, at the time. Yeah. And my entire goal for my master's was to, like, finish with a distinction. Um, just a spoiler alert, I didn't, and I didn't finish with a distinction. I got a merit. But given, given everything I had gone through at the time, it was like that merit was worn with a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. Yeah. That loads of people couldn't, didn't know about except for a select yeah. few. And loads of people couldn't walk me through except for myself um, in that moment because it was really, really difficult. I remember even having to write my dissertation and half of the time I would write like a paragraph or a sentence and I would just get so tired because I think at that time, emotionally and psychologically, I was exhausted. You were literally done. Like, yeah. I was exhausted. I was like, how can I push through? Like, I remember just spending weeks and weeks just like praying and like, God help me out because i don't know what i'm doing like i feel so drained help me write this essay give me inspiration whatever it is i need to do and i did my therapist said i'm quite a achievement oriented person well i was a very achievement oriented person maybe i still am to an extent it's not a bad thing yeah you just have to find a good balance um yeah (laughs) but i remember just like getting back my grades for my dissertation and i wasn't particularly happy (laughs) I was just like, um, I wanted more. And so in that moment, I just went back into a very dark space. And I went back to the therapist and I was like, I got my grade back. And um, yeah, I'm not very happy about this. Um, And yeah. she was just like, it's a good grade. It's a very good grade, you know. <laughs> and she's like, you got a merit. You got a merit in your decision after all you've been through. I was like, I really wanted a distinction. I wanted uh. to get... She was just like... Being a high achiever, <laughs> first of all, like solidarity to all the high achievers out there. They actually don't know what we're going through in this time because it's not the like your twenties. It's not the phase of life where you know you do something and you get the re- uh, reward immediately. You know, if that's your experience, then congrats and I'm happy for you. <laughs> like it's not like that for a lot of people. So you know, going from doing something having it come out right or doing something is not the best you're able to fix it quickly and have it come out near perfect when you're used to that kind of experience and now it's not it's very difficult because you start to measure yourself by your accomplishments yeah like i used to be the person who always got A's. I used to be the person who was always the top of the class. Like, why am I struggling now? Like, I used to help people with their own math homework. Why am I not getting that anymore? Like, I am now the one that needs help. Like, no, like, (laughs) this is my identity. It literally pushes you so much more to look at yourself, like, as a human being. And, you know, like, measure yourself by how good you are to the people around you you know like what you're interested in why your life has meaning outside of accomplishing like accomplishing yeah. is a good thing but it doesn't make you you know who you are yeah. so going through that like 
definitely like it challenges you but i think it definitely also like gives you the opportunity to feel happiness and feel fulfilled through other things yeah it brings you a lot of perspective yeah it's not an easy like what's it called process to go through an easy experience and it's not everyone that comes out on the opposite side with all this wonderful self-love but like i definitely think that that's one of the positives of that experience and even just like knowing that sometimes allows you to move from that space of being disappointed and being unhappy and being like okay i didn't get that but it's not all bad i'm still standing you know there are good things that are still happening for me and are still going to happen that i literally don't even know about yet so it's like you know it's it's a very good thing and i think another issue with um why I struggled with it was because there's this insane fear of failure, you know, and it's like failure is natural. Failure is part of life. Yeah. A few months after like that whole thing, I was able to look back at my whole experience and I was like, for me, he came out incredibly resilient to go through all that it is that you went through to write that dissertation, to write all those different essays. One, you're more mentally strong than you think you are. You're yeah. more resilient than you think you are. And to still deliver that caliber of work in the midst of Even chaos going through all of that bro like <laughs> you have to do you have, yourself you get like you actually have to have give to yourself give your flowers yourself. you have to give yourself your flowers genuinely and it's yeah and i think that's the notion of it like being aspiring to an accomplishment or an achievement is not a bad thing but you do need to balance it out if you don't get yeah. it if you fail at it one thing you should be grateful for is the process of it you know, yeah. like the process of going towards it, working towards that goal, because the habits and whatever it is you've taken from that is with you forever. So even if you go yeah. again and you get it that time around, it's just like you've taken in the lessons and you've run with it. Or sure. if you don't, Or if you don't go for it again, you're still taking in those lessons. It's become part yeah. of you. So it's like you're building muscle beyond anything else is you're just adding more muscles to yourself more toolkits to yourself and like Valala said there's so much more to you than how many a stars you got how many awards you got those are nice but it's not all there is to life there's so much more when my friends see me when i see funala i don't see funala the mathematician i just see like funala my friend (laughs) i feel like we're also blessed and and lucky to have friendships that aren't competitive on that level because i Mm. know definitely not everyone can say that and and people do find themselves in spaces and situations where they feel like they constantly have to measure up if not they're not going to get a certain level of respect or mm. they might not be treated the same. So, yeah. We thank yeah. for that. <laughs> no, good friendships. People are able to also, you know, move move away from that and be able to build spaces for themselves where they can thrive as, as just people rather than, you know, thrive and have, you know, an accomplishment as your identity because it just isn't literally. And another great thing you said... Um, is literally adjusting your expectation adjusting the the level like when i was in therapy as well um through the nhs um and i'm gonna give you guys details of that because my nhs therapist was amazing um literally she was like i want you to go away and write down like this situation easy medium like Mm. what is it like good very good excellent like because she was like you're so used to achieving so high 
So now every single situation that you're in, you're expecting yourself to be excellent, 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 excellent in everything. But when you don't get the excellent and you get the very good or you get the okay, that's still not good enough for you. Yeah. But can you see yourself how you're setting yourself up to fail? Because you can't always be excellent. So before you've even tried or started or, or gone to do something, you're already setting the bar so impossibly high for yourself that you're almost bound to come away from that feeling disappointed. She was like, I want you to think about a particular situation, whether it's work, whatever it is that's stressing you. In the midst of everything that's going on, what is it that I can control? How have I reacted? What would be a good reaction? What is the best, absolute, most like godlike thing I could have done? Like the most excellent thing that I could have done. And a lot of the time, like I was still within that very good, good mark. But for some reason, that just didn't feel good enough for me. So sometimes it's literally about like reframing your expectations, thinking about what's actually okay, like what's fine. It's it's fine to get a merit and not get a distinction. I don't need to be excellent all the time. You know, I already have another degree behind me. That means that I still have something more and my whole educational history to show that you know i am a smart person like this doesn't completely wipe away all of that and i think when you're used to kind of balancing just academics and then you move into like your 20s and then you're thinking about balancing career eating sleeping career friendships family relationships guys girls like (laughs) the list is energy you want me to go on finances (laughs) investing like you're not going to do future. each one exercise like girl i could literally keep on listing <laughs> listing but it's a good point you're not going to get to you're not going to do you each and those facets like, you're not a human being like you, you can't do all you literally can't do all it's like expect yourself to do good or well enough in certain things and ask for help yes. jesus christ ask for I always get this one shouted out to me like girl ask for help you want to do everything yourself like ask for help like depend on people it's yeah. not very easy for people to do that especially if you're someone who has dealt with disappointment mm-hmm. but where you can definitely try and like outsource one or two things is there a friend of yours who absolutely loves cooking can you guys maybe set up a meal plan date once a month two times a month so it's not as difficult for you to cook for yourself sometimes yeah are you in a really low space don't feel like you have to try and drag yourself out all by yourself if you're struggling to do that get some help go to your nhs if you're working especially in a large corporation you probably have access to um, mental health resources get that if you're at school you probably have access to mental health resources like get that a good source of therapy as well that is available to everyone in the uk is um i it's called talking therapies and you can actually self-refer um if you search your borough and talking therapies so if i was in the borough of westminster i'd search westminster talking therapies you can actually search and self-refer yourself and you might be able to get therapy or some mental health resources literally for free um there will be other paid ones that may be 
you know a bit more advanced but at the basic level this is still like very much available to you and i've used it and i found it super super helpful um yeah you're able to get cbt of that i'm not sure if you can get counseling with that but you can get cognitive behavioral therapy um and that's really good for positive reframing reframing your thoughts you know finding the link between your thoughts your behaviors you know your emotions like so definitely get help and sometimes help is available to us in more ways than we actually realize like just flagging to someone that i don't feel so great or this is what i need help with you don't know how they may be able to help you maybe they don't have it right now but maybe next week they might run into something like just using the resources that you have like leveraging your relationships you know the connections that you have is so so important like it's not a measure of like your strength it doesn't mean that like you're weak if you ask for help like we're literally like human beings we're living things like animals like how they go to like hunt together look for food they stay in shelters together like we've as a human race now moves to this model where we feel like very individualistic and mm. and your accomplishments and the things that you're able to do on your own and making it to the top by yourself means and states so much about you but sometimes you actually need to take a step back from that because being in that space all the time can actually be really like harmful yeah like there's absolutely nothing wrong with asking your fellow human being who's also going through very similar challenges to you probably you know for help and like just supporting each one of us throughout the way like like i literally want you to go out from this podcast like if you're someone that struggles with like help and just think about like all the things you do like do you do that without anyone else like even getting to work like do you someone else has to drive that bus someone has to drive that train someone Mm. has to like the smallest things that we do that we think that oh it's just me it's actually not just you yeah even like if you've got to a place now being graduate did you pay your school fees no <laughs> like this is literally a collective effort like all the food you've been eating to today that means you're still alive you didn't make all of it like you're not always aware and actively programming every single thing in your life so be accepting of help because like you need it like we all need it to literally survive you can't just be in isolation or trying to fix every last thing by yourself so definitely i would say like accepting help is so important as well when it comes to mental health and just generally taking care of yourself and i think that is a good spot to end on guys (laughs) no genuinely i think it's a i think you've raised very very valid points and very helpful advice for lana and I think our listeners would really benefit from that. Check our show notes. Our show notes would have details of who to contact if you would need counseling, talking therapies. We'll put it in there. We'll even put in better help, um, which is, you know, they do remote counseling with better help as well. Better help, but I digress. <laughs> you know, but it's just the resources available. If you yeah. work, if you're someone who's currently working in a big organization, check the benefits you have um see if that's part yeah. of it um and see if they are willing to subsidize if you might have to go into private counseling or otherwise um but again all of this will be within our show notes again we are not experts in this so a lot of what we're sharing is based off of our own experiences and what we've done so far um well as Fiona said <laughs> man is not made to be alone no one is an island so 
ask for help connect with people oh my god we didn't talk about journaling we literally did not talk about journaling i'm oh, sorry we have to yes. talk about journaling like, we have to talk about journaling Fumbi and i are both huge journalers yeah Fumbi inducted me into the school of journaling and uh, guys if you're not somebody who enjoys writing i don't know maybe this might not be the best for you but i think just having a healthy channel self-expression you realize that a lot of the time your confusion is that you haven't even first of all checked yourself to figure out why you're upset figure out Mm. why something is triggering you in a particular way okay i'm not doing so well at school i'm not doing so well at work i'm not happy with how my professional life is progressing fine that's the external experience but why is that making me unhappy like yeah is it because i always want to achieve like you need to look inward and figure out like why do i feel this way like knowing what is really going on within yourself at a really deep like intimate level i feel like journaling is so good for this because hon when i pick up that pen i cannot lie on the paper like sometimes you even start writing and it's like did i even know that i felt like this <laughs> did i even know that it went this deep and you're more I honest feel a sense of you're so honest you can't lie to yourself there and i love that it's like a private space there's no judgment you know literally like you can say whatever it is you want to say and and just like hold space for yourself just like that and it's like a sense of relief once you're done writing because it's like it's like it's like you're taking something out of your physical body and just putting it leaving it on the paper i can leave this where it is now rather than like always carrying that within you and your chest is feeling heavy or you're having like a back pain because your stress is also manifest physically yeah but so like having just that time step away writing is like so great so thank you Fumbi for <laughs> for suggesting that I remember before I even started like Fumbi told me probably for like months or a year or something like that and then when I finally started doing it I was like okay I get the gospel like <laughs> no because I think another thing about journaling is it puts things into perspective so you can see it on paper and then have the perspective that you need and like Fumbi said it's a very personal space because then you can then connect to the intrinsic bits of you that something has triggered so that has you know been activated by an external trigger or internal ones mental ones that have come into place yeah um and i think it's it's a good thing it's healthy it's a good way to track where you have been throughout the year throughout the month or a week mentally as well so you see how much you're progressing um and it helps you know so again if there's a better way to record human dynamics it's in your private in our private journals i guess to know where we are and how much we're growing there are days when i spend yeah. just reading past old entries and i'm like ha how the young shall grow and other times when i'm like oh gosh i still struggle with this in some frame of yeah. in some form as well so yeah. it's, a, it's a very good it's a good mirror i would always i would say well, I as well courage as well right because yeah. even when I look at my journals from like two years ago, I'm like, fuck, like this is what I was dealing with at that time. And I felt like there was no way I was going to get out of this situation. Like mm. I had no clue what was going on. But it's like, I passed that. So like, even though I didn't have a complete map and a plan of how everything was going to, like, it gives me faith that even when I'm not completely sure of how things are going to like pan out, they can possibly still turn out positively like yeah it's not 
a dead-end situation just because I'm a bit confused or I'm even really confused or really sad like it makes me understand and know that there's actually hope in that because sometimes like when you're really down like I can't mentally like it's like brain fog I can't now go past that to start thinking about in 2019 what was I dealing with but like if I pick up the book I can literally read like my most intimate feelings from how I was feeling at that time and I'm the same person who wrote it right so I can go back to that place instantly so it just gives me so much more courage I'm like oh shit okay I guess we'll just keep holding on and see how this one situation will turn out at the end of the day because yeah it definitely does kind of get to that point as well where it starts to feel like it's like one challenge after the other but there's also pride and peace and a sense of self-love that comes from knowing that you can overcome different uh, difficult things and sometimes you come out of it at the other side a better person you'll be a stronger person you learn so much more about yourself like how Fumbi was saying that she knew she was a lot more like resilient because if someone had told you like that was a situation you were going to go through before I mean like um get thee behind me Satan <laughs> get thee behind me Satan <laughs> you just come out on the other side and you're like okay 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 and you know it takes some time to to heal from certain things yeah things that happened to me three four years ago i'm still healing from them today so giving ourselves grace giving ourselves space and and support i would say are the most important things having a great support system around you whether that's your friends your family like just having things that make you joyous having hobbies having physical activities taking a walk tennis a good show that you love or activities you like doing like sewing or cooking like just having those small pleasures in life i think are just so important alongside like the bigger things when it comes to mental health so fumbi and i really really hope that this episode has made you feel a little bit less alone in your struggles um if you guys have any stories that you'd like to share please do um we'll leave the link to that in the footnotes as well um, yeah. but i really hope that this has helped you and and yeah and i hope you've enjoyed the episode as well and we'll definitely probably be talking about mental health again at some point in the future so we'll probably be um, talking about it through the part throughout the year um it's a big part of you know our lives and it has a huge it affects us in different ways but yeah. yeah on that note please if you liked this episode and you like our podcast remember to rate review and subscribe and share with all your friends as well and you can connect with us on all our social media so we're on instagram twitter at the living li- living in limbo pod um so yeah please do all right Bye, guys. Bye.